hey y'all so I did a thing I actually did two things um I took two ideas that God gave me and I wrote them down I have created a digital downloadable e-guide to starting your own podcast it is called using the power of your voice I took my lessons and the things that I've done and how I got started and how I got to this place and I put them down and I wrote them for you to be able to start your journey so if you've been listening to me and during this time you've said you know what I really want to start a podcast God's put it on my heart oh I have something I need to say but I really don't know where to start this is where you start I have created the starting point for you so if if that's what you've been waiting for there it is you can go right to the website and you can pick it up the other thing that I um, wrote was a prompting journal um, I, y'all hear me all the time saying that I journal and I do a lot what I have learned is that through this process I've had to go through different areas of my life to be able to kind of just break down the walls so the prompting journal goes through self-doubt it goes through insecurities it goes fear anxiety releasing control peace and then um, continuing the journey so if you feel like that you are in a place where you need to um, really dig deep and just try to um, break those barriers and the things that you have and you really want to overcome your fears doubts and insecurities here's another starting point I advise that you get the prayer journal and you really use that intentionally whether it takes you six weeks or six months it really allows you to be able to reflect on what it is that God is calling you to do without um, any distractions or anything and their intentional questions about you your purpose and your journey so go to the website www.feliciawallace.com click products and you will find them there you're listening to the Slaying self Dog podcast where we empower black women to overcome their fears doubts and insecurities in order to give birth to their god-given purpose join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone i'm felicia wallace and together we will find our fears and slay them Courtney Underwood is an HR alignment strategist. With over 15 years of experience in human resources and talent management, Courtney understands the unique challenges that companies face when hiring and managing their talent. Courtney helps her clients understand the importance of an effective team and how it impacts the growth and profitability of their business. Join us as we discuss the journey behind the business. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Dog Podcast. I'm here with Courtney Underwood. She is the founder and creator of Passports and Purpose and Kassar Consulting. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so excited to share um, my journey and how I got to where I am today. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. I'm so glad that you decided to join us here. Um, So, you know, uh, this podcast is definitely about the journey of self-doubt and um, entrepreneurship and how that all intertwines. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and both your businesses? Sure. So in 2016, I founded Passports and Purpose. It's a travel and affirmation apparel and accessories online collection. So we sell t-shirts, backpacks, tote bags, and hoodies. And it's grown exponentially (laughs) um, since that time. We've had um, a lot of celebrity partners, uh, influencers, a lot of media and press. But I started it because I 
I wanted um, to have clothes with meaning. You know, a lot of the things I was seeing in the marketplace at that time didn't speak to uh, my two passions, you know, um, travel. um, So that's the passports collection. And then purpose, which is the line of affirmation, apparel and accessories. And so while I was in that space as an entrepreneur, meeting a lot of my peers and colleagues, um, they would come to me with their people problems. Um, At that point, I had already had um, about 15 years of human resources experience. And so a lot of my friends um, that were entrepreneurs knew that. So they would come to me, um, you know, and ask lots of questions, you know, like, how do I grow my team? How do I um, navigate working with friends and family? You know, what happens if it doesn't work out? How do I even know what to ask, you know, to make sure that the person isn't just faking it? and telling me what I want to hear. And so, you know, um, a few uh, questions turned into consulting sessions, which turned into an actual um, business. And that is how I launched Kassar Consulting, because I realized that um, my day started to look different. And I found that I was shifting um, in that direction, because it was just so rewarding and powerful to see people get get it right the first time you know um i had so much corporate experience under my belt so i knew the power of people and i knew how they could really you know transform a business but being able to share that with people just starting out so they would get it right the first time was oh my goodness it just filled my heart and my spirit so i knew that i had to push forward and launch kasar as well oh yeah that's nice yeah that is part of um when you're able to see like what you do transform into like giving that information to other people and them actually being able to put it to work and you see that like you help that situation or that person or that business, it definitely is um, rewarding and you feel purpose filled, right? Like this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing because you are able to see the impact that you're making. Um, you know, with the people uh, around you and your clients. And um, that's a great thing. So how I know that so you came from the HR background, I came from a leadership background. um, Mm -hmm. And even when you transition out of being under, you know, somebody else's uh, vision, and someone Mm -hmm. else's uh, like goals, um, it's, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's the whole purpose of this. Um, so how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self-Doubt family today at www.feliciawallace.com. That's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com. I would say, um, especially with Kassar, self-doubt tried to creep up in my journey um, quite often. Um, It was a matter of me valuing um, my expertise because Mm. it was readily, you know, apparent in corporate, you know, people have HR departments all the time. Like it is a real job and a real position that people pay for. (laughs) Um, And, but transitioning that to, 
um, entrepreneurs and really being able to show them the value before they even think about starting a team, um, I had to kind of get out of my own way mm. and out of my own head and really learn um, that the knowledge that I've gained, you know, when close to 20 years of experience actually does have value. Yeah. Um, and the way that, you know, I learned that was, again, seeing the impact, you know, um, and having people come and thank me. So one thing that makes Kassar a bit different than a typical HR consulting firm is that I spend a lot of time um, talking about the entrepreneur mindset. You know, mm. because um, a lot of leaders haven't been managers and those are yeah. two different things. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, so standing in the gap and bringing them up with the management training and having been an entrepreneur, you know, I have that perspective as well. So I know what it feels like to be vulnerable um, and trust somebody with your vision and hope that they get it right. Yeah. What it's like to, you know, be uncertain and not... Um, have people to necessarily validate, you know, your vision out mm -hmm. the gate. Um, I know what it's like to work with friends and family and want to turn that relationship professional, but, um, you know, uh, have to cross those hurdles and have those conversations. Right, right. Right. So um, I know all of that firsthand. So I bring all of that to my consulting firm. So I have, you know, classes and workshops and, you know, all kinds of resources that speak to that before we even talk about, you know, actually hiring a team and yeah. you know, interviewing and paperwork. So I get to the root of that first. Um, and that's really where uh, the doubt was quenched out mm -hmm. um, because people were, you know, saying, oh my goodness, you get it. <laughs> like, you right. understand, you know, I've had my clients come to me, you know, just crying because they felt so relieved that they didn't have to explain their perspective. They didn't yeah. have to, you know, explain why it was so hard for them to let go of task. They didn't have to, um, you know, share their fears or anxieties or, um, you know, just real concerns because I already got it. Right. right. So yeah. I was approaching it from that perspective and the relief of feeling understood. I mean, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. So yeah. That's, um, you know, that was the first doubt um, that crept up. And then the second doubt, um, again, which is me getting out of my own way, especially with the SAR, is that I had to get used to um, doing things like this, you know, like podcasts and mm -hmm. being in front of the camera and being, um, you know, in the Visible. spotlight. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, I always say with Passports and Purpose, you know, it is my company. I love it. But it was, I was very comfortable being behind the scenes. Yeah, wow. yeah. You know, no one's looking at, you know, who's the person behind Old Navy, right? Or Gap. Right you know, any other um, brand, I didn't market it that way. It was all about the merchandise. So um, I did, you know, I own it and um, I'm the founder, but I wasn't necessarily visible or present unless mm -hmm. I was doing, um, you know, vending and selling in person, in which case, obviously I was there. But with Kassar Consulting, you're paying for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're paying, yeah, that's a um, different, that's a different animal. <laughs> it is absolutely different, you know, so I have to, and ironically, that's the thing, like I have done, I'm a trained speaker, right? So I have done speaking engagements and workshops and conferences and like all of these things, but it was under my corporations, right? Name, right. Yeah. So it wasn't like there was kind of a safety net there. Right. But, You're like, ah, oh, you know, I still, 
I'll be all right. Even if this this bombs, I still can go to work tomorrow. Versus right, under right. you and you like, if this it's bombs, all me. Right? <laughs> it's on me. They ain't nobody gonna come back. They gonna tell everybody. It's gonna be all over the social media. Like you exactly. blow things up bigger than what they are. But um, mm-hmm. no, I definitely just like even so. You know, whenever I do these interviews, I always look into you know everybody's websites and just kind of see who it is because even for myself, it's like when you talk to people, you know, in, in some instances I've had situations where people have reached out to me to say, Oh, I would like to be on it. And I'm like, if it doesn't align with me, I, you know, for me, I know why I'm doing it because God called me to do it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's not really going to work. But one of the first things I noticed about, um, Kassar consultant was your core values. And I was just like, Oh, this is something that you can definitely like, if you're looking for that, people don't realize that, if you have certain values, every organization mm-hmm. has values, every company has values, and your employees or your leaders and everybody underneath you has to, you know, the goal is for them to be able to um, walk in those values every single day, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why everybody loves Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they honor their values and you feel a certain type of way being in you know in their presence and being there that whenever anybody talks about customer service and like okay who do you think was the best customer service like, oh chick-fil-a they always blah 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 but that's because their values are embedded in you know the organization and in their people as well and so i think you taking what who you are and who god has called you to be and putting that into your own thing like you know what it is that you're meant to do and so that is enough because the people who are meant for you and to meant to work with you, those are the people that are going to be with you. So, um, you know, you should go ahead, slay yourself down, girl. It's already gone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Oh my goodness, so many things. Um, I would say uh, one of the things that I love to share because just because I'm, you know, kind of flowing and walking in my purpose doesn't mean the challenges don't, you know, come up. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm having, you know, those moments of imposter syndrome or those moments of doubt, um, I always rely on my confidence in God, yeah. right? Because, I, you know, I tell myself, like, wait a minute, you know, God put me here in this position at this time, you know, on this stage or in this interview. Yeah. And even if I don't have 100% confidence in myself, I'm confident in him. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, like, so if he put me here, then... Um, that's more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to be there. Right. So that's more than enough to push through. Yeah. Um, so it's really strengthened, um, my relationship, you know, with him and it's affirmed who I am. You know, Mm. I always say that passports and purpose is, you know, my creative outlet. It's fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of meaning behind it, the conversation pieces, and it's, um, you know, just been an amazing journey. Um, but Kassar is, quite literally who I am. I bring Mm. my whole self to the table and I'm committed to each and every one of my clients. And because of that, um, you know, it's just affirmed 
my purpose. I can't yeah. even phrase it any other way. Like, I know that this is what I'm meant to do because even with both businesses, I see myself as a servant, right? Mm. And, you know, having that servant leadership approach makes all the difference. Um, I genuinely care about my clients. I don't take on every client um, yeah. because I want to make sure that, um, you know, they're in it for the right reasons, that they're going to lead a healthy, uh, stable workplace, that yeah. they've um, you know, done all of their uh, emotional inventory to see whether they're ready um, for what it takes to, you know, lead a sustainable business. Right. Yes. That's a hobby. And um, with that, it's, it's confirmation. I get confirmation from oh my goodness, so many different sources, so many different places that, that continuously affirm that it's really about bringing peace you know, I've yeah. had my clients come to me and tell me, oh my goodness, since hiring someone, I'm able to stop working 60 hours a week right. and have breathing room. Um, you know, I can sleep now. I can go on vacation. I can spend time with my family. I can finally hit my fitness goals. I can do all these things yeah. that I have put on the back burner um, because um, I was, you know, a slave to my vision, yeah. right? And that's not how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to, you know, toil and wear ourselves out. But a lot of times, you know, that's the narrative that gets pushed, right? Like you yeah. got to hustle, right. you got to grind, you got to, no you sleep. know, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not that's not healthy that's yeah. not okay like so you know just telling my clients like it does not have to be that way you know don't burn out in the name of trying to prove yourself right to um someone who's you know 10 steps behind you yeah so um, you know, with that, again, you know, it comes back to mindset. So um, bringing peace in my clients' lives and in their workplaces is, you know, just the best part of, you know, the journey so far. I've, um, you know, seen healthy teams scale a business, right? Mm. And I've seen toxic teams destroy a business, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And Listen>. so, <laughs> right, it goes both ways. So being able to help build a healthy team from the start is a lot easier than dismantling a toxic team, you know, to get it back to a yes, healthy place. Yes, Lord. Now, yes. I do both, <laughs> and I find value in both. You know, like, I will come in like Mary Poppins and just clean everything right. up. Right, yeah. That is okay. But it's, um, you know, just telling uh, people that, you know, you don't have to suffer in order to succeed. Yeah, some of that is that warm warm body syndrome. So um, most people, uh, you know, like I said, I was in a leadership position um, previous to you know, stepping into entrepreneurship. And, you know, when you have those teams and you over, like I learned in that, um, then um, I, like, I had, I think, anywhere like over the course of my time anywhere between like six to 15 direct reports mm -hmm. um and so you know that you have you know some people that depending on the scale they a b or c a they gonna give it to you every single day b eh, you know c they just ain't gonna do it and you know um when my um previous uh job like uh rolled out this whole like you know trying to uh, just everybody be on the same thing it, like same accord they used to use the whole bus thing like we're all on this bus some people need to be on the bus but maybe they're in the wrong seat uh, you need to move people around to figure out exactly where they are um, 
for me personally, I think I feel like I'm good at, like you said earlier, like a lot of entrepreneurs haven't had the experience of being a manager or having to actually um, lead someone else. And so it's a little iffy, right? But for myself, like, although I came out of that, like I, you know, whatever I needed, I could ask somebody to do, you know, doing this, I'm like, oh, I'm marketing. I, I can't make a call or send an email. I'm gonna have to figure <laughs> this out, right? You know, my, my, my <laughs> offline, I was telling you that my hosting site is acting janky right now because I you know I did something I'm like I can't even call the help desk like <laughs> nobody from <laughs> IT is going to help me it's all me and so when I think about that sometimes it makes me like okay I just need to get somebody here how do I when is the right time do I hire somebody then I'm like well I got to be making money in order to be able to hire somebody and you know like you go through all these thoughts when you're in the very beginning stages of it and so I think a lot of times you know, I'm sure most entrepreneurs would say in the beginning, it is just you. It's mm -hmm. just you because you know what you want, you know what you need. And if you're not in a situation where you're able to really pay somebody else, you feel, you feel, well, for me, I feel guilty for asking people to do something for me without me being able to, you know, pay them for their time. Even if, you know, even if it's just an hour, um, but it's like, okay, you got to, think about all of that. So how would an entrepreneur know when is it time for them to hire a team? That's a great question. And it's actually um, the most frequently asked question that I get, right? Because you want to get the timing right, because it's important. Yeah. Um, I would say there's a couple of things you need to look for. The first is um, you have to be able to get an honest perspective of how you're spending your time um, because there is a value on it, right? So if you're a solopreneur, you know, doing everything yourself, take an inventory and say, okay, how did I spend this past week? You know, was I actually productive or was I just busy? You know, how many, uh, you know, hours did I spend updating my social media? How many hours did I spend answering emails? How many hours did I spend doing IT or bookkeeping or graphic design or, you know, all of these things. And do these activities actually make me money, right? Um, that's no. <laughs> that's really the question, right? Um, you know, and if you find yourself, um, you know, doing things that are necessary for the business, but not necessary for the growth of the business, mm -hmm. um, and you're not spending, you know, little to any time actually growing the business, then you're treading water at mm. best, and you don't necessarily have a business. You have an expensive hobby, right? Because right. you're um, putting a lot of time in it. You're not getting uh, a return on that investment of time, and you're and you're tired, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Right. So it's not, um, it's not the best shoe. So that means that you have to, you know, take a step back, see where your time is going and then realize that your time has value. Mm. So as the owner, as the founder, as the creator, as the visionary, you are supposed to do things to generate revenue. Like generally speaking, you're supposed to be doing things to grow the business, whatever it is. Um, and if you're not doing those things, then you're stagnant. And so, you know, if you find yourself in a place where, man, you know, I spent all these hours and it's only just to keep my head above water, mm -hmm. then you're not in your zone of genius. You're not, you know, where you're supposed to be. So that's how you know it's time to hire help. Um, another thing is if 
you are losing clients, right? Or you're having to turn down, you know, uh, customers because you've hit a uh, cap on your capacity. Then yeah, you that's that's my that one of my like, words, capacity. I don't yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because right now, as a solopreneur, your business is limited by your capacity. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I really want, you know, my clients and prospects to realize is that if you are a solopreneur, then your entire business depends on you. So that mm. means if something were to happen, right? One, you don't get um, an off day. You don't get a vacation. You don't yeah. get a sick leave. Um, everything comes to a halt when you are pulled in another direction. So if there's information that only you know, you know, like passwords or processes or documents, then nothing's going to get done. And that is a very risky place to be in (laughs) um, when you think about, right, building something sustainable. So, you know, just having another set of eyes to make sure that, you know, things can still carry on, even with a substitute or a skeleton crew, that's important. Because the goal is to build something sustainable. So you have to look at the cost of not having help. Um, a lot of times we focus on, you know, the cost of help, right? Because you do want to pay people. But um, even beyond that, you have to look at what the real cost is. Like, what's the cost of the learning curve? Like, even with your example with, um, you know, IT stuff, like how many hours did you spend and are you spending, you know, making sure that that's done successfully? Um, and how many hours could you could you have used to do something else, right? right yeah, <laughs> to to yeah. move everything forward. So, you know, I say that to say those are things that you have to really examine to get an answer um, for yourself on when it's the right time to hire. And if you're approaching, um, you know, any of those situations, that's when you hire. You don't, you never hire out of desperation, mm, right? So if you're already okay. burnt out, you're already tired, yeah. you're already turning down clients, you're already putting out poor it's quality. Too late. Up. yeah it's too yeah. late you're behind the curve it's not impossible to catch up um but just know that if um you're already you know desperate and frazzled then you're it more likely than not it's too late um and you never want to hire from a desperate place because yeah. you settle or compromise you will settle and you will compromise trust me because you want <laughs> that you want that warm body because it's 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 you know, you're, you're realizing that now you're doing that, that job or you're doing that. And this goes, you know, honestly, this goes, whether you're in entrepreneurship or you're in a managerial or leadership position yourself in your nine to five, because when you realize that you need it, you, that's the, at the time Now, granted, if you have a hiring freeze, if you don't have any control over when you can hire, you know, that, you know, that's a, a different situation. But if you know you need somebody in a position and you have the ability to be able to do that, don't try to do it yourself. That was one of the things that burned me out in my previous job is because I was one of the things that I struggle with and everyone knows it is control. Um, mm-hmm. And so I tried to like, Oh, I can do that. And because of the job that I had, I had worked every position that led up to my managerial position. So as you say, in your business, you know what it's like to be in everybody's situation. So mm-hmm. when it came down to it, I'm like, Oh, I already know how to do that. I can do that for you. Oh, I already know how to do that. And I didn't realize until I was actually honestly about to leave when I knew I was going to put in my notice that I was like, I'm, I'm the only person that knows everything in here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to 
have to, uh, and so slowly but surely, I started to have to give things away. And I say, okay, I need you to do, they didn't know why I was doing it, but maybe like six months before I gave my notice, I was like, I'm gonna show you how to do this just in case. And they were like, why we need to know? And it was just like, you just never know what could happen. You know, you may use it in your future job, you know, but it was like, once I left, it was, a, I didn't, I, I was able to leave and not have anything you know, like holding on to me. They got like one mm-hmm. thing of mine that it was like, we know it's no need for us to change the password on this because <laughs> it's just no need. I'm like, I mean, everybody knew it, so it's fine. But it was like, I could walk away knowing I had already given all of my knowledge away and I could trust mm-hmm. that if even now, like not even being in that situation anymore, that they're good. And that was one of mm-hmm. my things about leaving is that I, you know, I needed them to be okay because I had spent so much time with them. I just didn't want to leave them high and dry. And so when I think about my business now, it's like, well, it's just me. I don't want anybody to, you know, so with, with the wanting to hire, right. And I, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, like, how do you, how do you pick the right team? Like, if you know that, okay, you're at this place, how do you pick the right team? Well, you, you, we already know as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, it don't even matter. You're regular. Everybody got an opinion about something, right? And so mm-hmm. it's very easy for somebody to say, well, why don't you do this instead of doing that? And why don't you do this instead of doing that? And you, you know, you like, listen, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is direction we're going in, you know. So let's just go. Like, how do you pick the right team? If you know that it's time, what steps should a person take to be making sure um, that they're getting the right people on their team? Because, like you said, a team your team could destroy you yeah. without you even knowing it. Like we've seen lots of businesses that have been uh, broken by the people surrounding the person at the top. Do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together? The Slain Self-Doubt Apparel and Accessory Line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them. Click the link in the show notes to start shopping today. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. So the first thing, uh, short answer, there's no cookie cutter solution, but there are steps that you can take. Um, So the first thing that I recommend is doing a skills gap analysis. So that's where you figure out what don't you have in your company that you need, right? So um, you've already done, you know, kind of the inventory, the time audit to figure out where all your time is going. So after looking at that, you're saying, okay, I spent the most amount of time on this. I don't want to do this and I'm not even good at this. Right. right. So, you're, uh, <laughs> so you're, you know, looking, asking those three questions, right. What am I spending the most time on? Um, what do I actually like doing and what am I good at? Right. So um, you're, and then, so that's step one, you know, doing the time inventory, but then step two is again, doing that skills gap analysis. So you're thinking about, you know, your overall business plan and figuring out what skills do you need to succeed? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're spending way too much time on social media, then you might need, you know, to hire someone for a couple of hours a week to manage that. Mm-hmm. If um, you're really, really bad with numbers, then maybe you need to hire a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, rather than trying to learn QuickBooks, you know, all yourself and get all the listen, numbers right and yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's, uh, you I know, feel like you're in my brain that. right now. All the examples you use and I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I need. That is, I, yep, that's what I need to <laughs> 
I'm telling you. So, you know, you have to think about that and then prioritize it, right? So mm-hmm. you're looking at two things. What The first is hard skills, like, you know, whether the person can do this or not, you know, so QuickBooks, that's a hard skill. Either you know it or you don't. Right. And then the second layer that a lot of people forget is soft skills. And that's how you interact with people. Mm-hmm. And um, so you need to look at both of those, right? So let's go back to social media. So say, okay, you know what? Um, I want to continually uh, create content. So mm-hmm. I need a social media person. Okay. But that social media person has to be patient because I never know what I want the first time. Right. Or right, they have right. to have attention to detail because if I see a typo, I'm going to go off, right? right? So like, you have to think about the qualities that they have mm. um, or say, yeah, you do need a bookkeeper because you are just not a numbers person. But that person has to be relentless about saving me money and pointing right. out. Um, and they have to be bold enough to tell me when I'm spending money in the wrong places. Exactly. Right. So again, those are personality traits um, in addition to uh, the skill set. So you have to look at both uh, layers to make sure that you're making the right addition to your team. And then the third recommendation that I always make is to have another set of eyes on the person. Never hire in a silo. Um, You want to have a second set of eyes. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, a formal team member. Find somebody that knows you best and is going to be honest with you Mm -hmm. um, about what you actually need, right? So say you need an assistant to manage your calendar, but that assistant has to be firm with you to make sure that you wake up on time and that you're where you need to be. Then, okay, right? (laughs) Like just, you know, accept it and receive it. You know, if um, that person has to be able to tell you, you know what, you're late all the time and it makes you look raggedy. So let's... <laughs> no, but you you know what? So I think that you one of the biggest things is that I didn't even think about that, right? Like I didn't think about the the soft skills. I didn't think about the things that come along with it. You I think a lot of times you think about okay, that's something I don't want to have to do. That's something I'm not good at doing. Um but you don't think about the relationship that you're necessarily having with that person and so that what you're saying is that that's very important because that person has to I have to be open to hearing the fact that I'm late all the time you know Mm -hmm. I have to be open to the fact that that person is going to tell me you spending way too much money on uh I don't know trying to think of something Facebook ads yeah Facebook ads right like girl you know and and then be able to have that person be able to come to you say that to you and me not be like mind your business just do what I was saying (laughs) (laughs) so that's it's a that that's all so I think that I guess that goes to your first point about your, what you said. The first thing you do is your mindset. Like where, where is your mindset at before you even bring those people on? Because if you're not going to listen to what they have to say and you can't listen to your team, you might as well just do it by yourself anyway. And yeah. you know, burn yourself out. Yeah. That's so key though. I did. Yeah. That's a, that was, that's great. I didn't, didn't even think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be willing to receive. I always say hire for attitude, train for aptitude, right? Because mm. you can find somebody with the right personality and it is so much easier to train them up on yes. what you want them to know versus yes. bringing somebody in with the skill set and they just, ha- they're just horrible or just not, not even a horrible person, but just not compatible with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so much easier. And that's, uh, you know, really common for people to miss that until 
you know, after the fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I always, when I used to do hiring, I always would be like, um, you know, people send their representative to these interviews. So that's another thing you have to be mindful of. They will say the right things. So do you recommend giving the same kind of, maybe not the same amount of time, because, you know, uh, um, in organizations, they generally give you 90 days. Do you recommend the same amount of time or less than that when you're, you know, a solopreneur? Preneur, put, yeah. When you're a solopreneur, <laughs> the first thing that I recommend doing, you know, just to um, get your feet wet and test the waters of hiring and managing a person, mm-hmm. because people think they have to go all in, right? Like, oh, I have to hire somebody and they have to be you know, part-time, full-time, w yeah. You don't have to do all that. Just hire a freelancer, you know, 1099, um, independent contractor, right? So you're not doing payroll taxes. You're not, you know, um, necessarily uh, liable or at risk as you would be, you know, with a W-2 employee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just hire somebody that is, uh, you know, good at what they do for one specific project. See how they do. See how you are with, you know, your trust issues, control issues, vulnerability. (laughs) Like all of that, you know, see if you can handle that. And um, then go from there, right? You don't have to be all in on the first try. Okay. you know, just start by, you know, hiring someone to do a short project. Um, one of my clients did this and it was uh, actually really successful. Um, her first hire, she realized that she needed someone to constantly um, pitch her for speaking engagements mm. because she had a whole, she wanted to do a whole bunch of speaking engagements this year. Um, you know, obviously the climate has changed, but yeah. even, but she started last year. So she um, had a, lot of success and a lot of events are moving online so it's still Uh, successful um but so she hired someone to just um find stuff for her to pitch right and you know she gave them like a template and some talking points and you know what success looks like and it worked like Mm. so the person they just had to be able to read well write well and um know how to use Google, right? So it's not yeah. like she had like a database or whatever. You know, they were just looking up stuff and um pitching and then putting the results in the spreadsheet. So again, you know, little risk, little reward. Uh, I mean big reward because she was able um to get a whole bunch of uh you know business and engagements and mm-hmm. opportunities um from having one person just dedicated to that. Yeah. Um, Because when you think about it, if you already have the template, right, that you've given them, so you've written it, all they need to do is really change the name and some details. Um, So you can be sure that your brand voice is represented. Right. And then uh, the second thing, uh, you know, you're giving them, you know, some uh, marketing material, you know, some flyers or brochures and uh, link back to the website. Then, you know, you can be confident that they're representing your brand. Mm -hmm. And if that's all they're doing, they're guaranteed to get way more results than if you were doing that in addition and, to everything else everything in your business. Doing. Yeah, that's that's so so true. That yeah, that's very true. Um, so this kind of goes into my next question about um, hiring a family and friends. Um, one of the first things that you think about is that if you've worked with other people, people know, or you have a family member who's good at such and such, and you're like, oh, you know, they would be good for this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. Um, how would it, would it, I know that in general, um, so for me, previously, I wouldn't hire anybody that I knew. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. for me, it was just, a, it was a conflict of interest, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I just was like, you know, I had, had done it early on and it never worked out. I never had anybody I knew or had anybody that the staff that I already had knew. I, nope, no, not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. But doing this journey now, you recognize strengths that people have that mm-hmm. maybe you need and they could be your friends they could be previous co-workers they could be family um how do you practice discernment in that area of whether or not that's a a good thing or a bad thing not bad i don't want to say bad but like or wrong but just like whether or not it's going to be feasible for your if they they should be on your team Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Come follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Slaying Self Doubt. I can't wait to meet you. Oh, that's a really good question. So, if, uh, well, look at them as a whole person, right? Like, mm-hmm. I have, for example, um, I have a good friend of mine that is amazing when it comes to research, you know, just researching things. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you know, I've known her for almost 10 years now and she's usually late to stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a running joke between us, uh, but but her personality is way more chill than I like to be in my business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just because I know that she's, you know, amazing, really good note taker, you know, really thorough and detailed, that does not mean that she's the right fit in my business. So she does have the skill set. Yeah. Um, but personality wise, I don't think it would be, you know, the wisest decision for me to make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, I have um my sister, you know, she's uh, absolutely part of my team. And whenever I'm I'm attending in-person events, she's uh, my go-to person. But that's because one, she knows me best and she'll keep me accountable, but mm. two, she's, uh, made for those things. Like mm. she's actually, um, you know, extroverted. She has discernment. She's a people person. She that's not like my sister. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like, so she's, um, yeah. So she's, yeah. you know, all of the things in addition to being incredibly supportive. Mm. Um, and so without hesitation, you know, I'll, um, make sure that she's um there with me um, yeah. because that's you know just who she is so even more than my support system she's an asset to the team right um, just based on who she is naturally so um you know i say that to say it can go either way right yeah you have yeah. someone you know with the skill set that's that uh, because it comes back down to the soft skills. So right, you have to yeah. be able to look past, um, you know, their skills and talents and look at them as a person and yeah. say, you know, can I work with this person? And if you're not sure, the advice is the same to start with a small project to say, Hey, you know, can you help me out? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this area, this, yeah, in this area and, you know, make it a, a small short term project, see how it goes. If you're, uh, miserable, then that's the end of that. Right. <laughs> but, but Thanks for coming out. Happy, God bless and good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but if you're uh, if if you're happy, then you know, keep it going. You know, just add another project. You know, like test the waters, and then that way you kind of have um, that probation period. Yeah, and you're not necessarily tied to them for till the end of time. 
Right. No, that's that's key. I didn't, you know, like you said, it goes back to the the soft skills of being able to see if that person is talented in that area. I would also add whatever what other commitments do they have outside of what you're asking them to do, you know, because mm-hmm. when I, I did think of as you were talking, I thought of a couple of people and I was, you know, kind of like, oh, well, this person would be great for this, but they are already doing A, B, C, D, E and F. And so where would my requests come in on their uh their agenda of items to do you know what i'm saying because they have priorities that are more important than me you know helping my business grow they may still support you in Mm -hmm. whatever you're like if you have an event or you have something or even be able to talk you but for that person to actually be like you said active within whatever it is that you need and in a timely fashion because you are trying to run a business that may make the difference as well of being able to say you know um I'm going to use this person for just this one thing. Like when you use the example of your sister, my sister's all those things that she's also an event planner um, Mm -hmm. is what she does. And so I told her when I started, I said, okay, so I'm just going to let you know every event you just going to do because that's not my ministry. And I'm just not even about to try to figure that out. And she just (laughs) was like, okay, you know, but that's something that I don't, it doesn't require something every single day. When Mm -hmm. that time comes for me to do it, then I will lean on her to help me now in the midst of that when I'm talking about different things I'll send stuff to her and should get her advice about like what you think she may tell me to do something but it's it's one of those things where it's just like at this present time I don't need you you know like your full services I just need Mm -hmm. your support um but yeah I think that that's key that you have to look at the person as a whole person um And that it, it takes the pressure off of you as well because I think that when you look at it that way you don't feel so obligated to have to hire people that are in your family and friends because you know that's generally something in some instances depending on what you do that's the first thing your family and friends are looking for like oh yeah I'm ready to leave my job let me know when when you start making (laughs) money so you can hire me and it's like uh yeah I'm not really sure how that's going to work out um but you know i think that having these like you said these these bulletins of what you should actually be looking at definitely helps out so for the person who goes from an employee to an entrepreneur somebody who you know started a little side hustle and then now they've moved up and they actually do on their own you know they're doing it themselves and they're ready to start hiring what do you how do you help them to become um, I guess an executive or a leader because that's not what they were used to doing. So I feel like, you know, even in your position as HR, HR does a lot of leading because Lord, I had to call HR about once a week, <laughs> you know, like, because that's what they do. They, they do a lot of leading, not only for the leaders, but also for the employees because they're there for both sides. They're there for the organization and they're also there for the, you know, the employees themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a manager for myself, I know how to, you know, that I learned that, you know, even for me, when I started in management, I went from an employee to a manager and it took, it was about a, if I'm being honest, probably about five years before I really understood what it meant to be a leader um, all, all, all together. So when you are doing this for yourself and you create your team and you, Mm -hmm. you know, done the steps, now it's time to manage the people that, eh, (laughs) <laughs> you like 
not really sure, but that's a difficult conversation to have. Uh, up until I left, it was always difficult for me to have to let people go or have to have a difficult conversation with them about their performance. Um, so mm-hmm. how do you walk people through who've never had to have that conversation with somebody about their job performance? That's um, a great question. I would say um, I always offer three levels of service. If I had to kind of summarize how I do what I do. Okay. Um, the first is, you know, DIY, like do it yourself. Meaning I will give you, you know, the templates to use, some mm-hmm. scripts, and you are, you know, having those conversations and you are getting it done yourself. Um, the second is done with you, meaning that I will partner you and coach you um, through having those conversations and make sure that, you know, I'm answering any questions you need in real time so you feel equipped mm-hmm. and ready to have those conversations. And then the last one is do it for you, meaning you don't have to do it at all. You can just call me and I'll be the bad guy, you know, like the neutral um, third party. Party, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, you know, have those uh Dang, I wish you could have been in my Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been had you on speed down, child. Like, uh, yeah, another time. This, come on down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Um, and so what that looks like, you know, is a variety of things, you know, like I said before, I offer, you know, workshops, training, I have a whole digital library, you know, full of templates and scripts that, um, leaders and managers can use. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, also, you know, one-on-one support, I do on-site visits, I do, you know, the whole breadth of services. Um, but it's easiest to summarize it with those three levels. Nice. Yeah. And I think that that, that's, that's a great thing for, um, cause even if you start off and do it for you, you may say, okay, you know, I should have done about 15 of these. Maybe I need to figure (laughs) out what's happening. And then they could kind of like move up to be able to do it themselves. Um, because I think that that's something, once you know that that person isn't necessarily working out, um, I think, you know, you kind of just, you, like you said, initially like you want to be able to make sure that the team that you have is able to um, keep you afloat regardless of what happens to you um in just like you say even being sick or you know if you're on maternity leave or you're on vacation or whatever the case may be you just want to make sure you have the right people in the right spaces um to be able to make sure that that happens and that definitely that's that's going to be a testament to you creating the right team i mean picking the right team um and one thing that we did talk about what i wanted to talk about quickly is um motivating your team in the midst of trying times with whatever's going on so we know right now um it's uh mid-march and we are dealing with the coronavirus we have no idea how long we're going to be dealing with the coronavirus um but these are trying times not only for major corporations but small businesses are definitely um being very much so affected so how would you um help a leader navigate their conversation about um just just using what's going on now for an example how how do you have though that conversation with your team I would say the best practice, um, because I am obviously um, community, doing just that, you know, right, exactly. um, yeah, motivating teams, not only, uh, you know, for really all of my clients, you know, composing that communication and um, making sure that managers have what they need. And the recurring theme is to communicate and communicate again, over communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot emphasize that enough. So um 
you know, the, I really drafted a communication plan um, for uh, my clients. And it's, of course, it's continuously evolving and changing. But the goal is to reassure um, your employees on, um, you know, the mission, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, what that looks like now, how that's shifting, um, but to uh, reaffirm them in their position, you know, that yeah. you value and appreciate them, and really um, share that you're all working together, right? You know, that you're right next to them, you know, in the trenches, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, come, uh, focus on unity. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's important too, yeah. because so many things are uncertain. So anything you can do to give employees a sense of normalcy is important, whether that's, you know, moving regular team check-ins to uh, video calls mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever you can to give a sense of structure and accountability um, is important. But more than that, you know, just over communicate, you know, I have the leadership of my clients to, um, you know, send daily email summaries, um, you know, just checking in, even if they don't have much to say. Yeah. Um, because they need, you know, employees need to know that they're connected to something because it's very easy to feel disconnected when you're working from home. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that those uh that that's definitely that over communication is definitely a, a big thing. Like as of this moment, we are being over communicated yeah. <laughs> every day. I say if I get one more email, like you know, and and but you understand the reason why it's happening, especially during these times, because things are changing every single day. And so because of that, you know, their organizations, their businesses that are happening to, you know, they say something Monday and now it's Tuesday, you got to say something different based on whatever's going on. So I definitely think keeping, you know, your um, team in the loop of what's going on and also builds trust. You know, uh, one of the things that I learned from uh, being a leader is that they you know transparency and trust is like the biggest thing with them because they would rather know what's going on than to feel like that you knew and you didn't say anything and mm -hmm. um that's you know no matter what the situation is I used to always try to tell them like I don't have all the answers but if I had to guess what could possibly happen I'm gonna give you you know the possibilities I'm a, you know I'm one of those people that's like I can give you at least three things that could possibly happen I, I'm not right I don't know but because I'm a control freak and also you know just like anxiety ridden a lot I can think out a lot of different things so I would definitely tell them like it could go this way it could go that way it could go this way but one of those three things are going to happen and don't say I ain't tell you if it did like <laughs> um, you know so just trying to be honest and open with them so that they know that I have their best interests at, at all times. And I think that as um, entrepreneurs, as leaders, as founders, as creators, your teams need to know that, that you have, that it's not just that it is about your vision, but once you bring these people on, it's about them too, because now they're committed to your vision as well. They're committed to what it is that you want to be able to have happen. And I think that we have to be able to recognize that they're here for us. Um, mm -hmm. Although we need them, it, you you need their buy-in into whatever it is that you're trying to do in order to make it successful. So yeah, definitely. Um, 
I, I like that. All of this was great, great, great information. I took notes as I was, as you were talking, like, okay, all right. You know, the soft skills thing, definitely. I put a big circle around that. You got to remember <laughs> about the soft skills. So how can people connect with you if they are ready to go ahead? Um, if you have people who are just interested to see if they are ready to hire people or if they say, no, I definitely am ready to hire. I just need to know who to hire or if they need to call you to tell you, I need I need to get rid of everybody and start over. <laughs> <laughs> How can I connect with you? Sure. So you can find me at kasarconsulting.com. That's K-A-S-S-A-R consulting.com. I'm also on Facebook at Kassar Consulting Chicago and Instagram at Kassar Consulting. Um, if you want to connect with me um, and see everything else that I do, including Passports and Purpose, you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Courtney Underwood. And um, the store is passportsandpurpose.com and Instagram and Facebook passports and purpose. So I'm excited to connect with you. I do uh, respond to all messages and comments uh, personally, uh, especially in this digital age. I am yeah. big on um, connections. So feel free to reach out, ask questions, and um, we can discuss. You know the next steps. But as always, I'm excited to serve and help. Oh, thank you so much, Courtney. I really appreciate you being able to uh, share your passion and purpose with us to be able to share all the things that you've learned, just even in this little bit of time. I'm I'm pretty sure that there's some people who definitely took something away from it because I, I definitely did. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was just a great conversation. And um, more than anything, I'm uh, happy that I was able to provide you know value and insight into all things people. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya.